everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for episode 114. It's an exciting day because we have an interview with best-selling author, Sherry Hearn. For those of you who may be familiar with Sherry's work, she's an author of fan fiction, and she writes fan fiction based on the work of Jana DeLeon's Miss Fortune series. Woo! We all love the Miss Fortune series, so we're very excited about this. We're so very pleased to have Sherry with us today. So buckle up, buttercup. It's time to explore the creative world of writing with your friends at Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hi, everybody. Hi, Kathy. I'm so glad to be here. And my co-host is fabulous. Also, the master of the universe. And if you want to know why, you'll find out in Web Design for Authors, one of our books. And check it out. You can find out all the information on our website. Sherry Hearn is a former sitcom writer and producer and now is writing Cozy Mysteries. She began her fiction writing journey in 2014 with the Amazon Kindle World Program. Best-selling authors allowed writers to write novellas in their worlds. For an example, we know Jenna DeLeon's Misfortune series. Amazon, it's called Misfortune World. In 2018, Amazon discontinued this program, but Jenna DeLeon formed JNR Fiction. The wonderful thing about this is that she gave permission to all the authors who wrote the novellas to republish their books and even better yet, continue writing. Yay. So I am just so excited. And she has also been part of a novella with a, that's a Halloween theme. And she has a prequel to a series she's working on and that's it's a christmas most defrightful and she's also working on another project that i'm sure we're going to get into all those other things kathy over to you (laughs) thank you cheryl sherry it's so wonderful to have you with us today well well thank you for having me i'm honored well let's start off at the very beginning as they say Can you share with our participants and our podcast listeners, what is fan fiction in a nutshell and what does it mean for readers? Well, fan fiction is using uh, another author's uh, characters and settings uh, that they've created to write your own stories. I started in sitcoms, which really is is a form of that. I wrote a, a spec script to a show and it was bought and accepted. And then I became a staff writer and producer on it. And so that it too is a form of fan fiction. It's just using, stepping into another world and creating uh, stories uh, for that world. There are different types of fan fiction. Um, the kind that was on Kindle Worlds and, the, and that I do is 
Well, it's for that particular world, but we don't usually veer off or too far from it. And I, I think that, and then there's another, you know, form of fan fiction or that's on some of the fan fiction sites where they really take the characters and match them up with other characters romantically, do a lot of variations. And uh, what I do is not much of a variation, though I have some stories, some I have series within the Misfortune World series with a talking cat, with ghosts, just so that I could kind of practice working these type of um, situations and to see what I enjoyed writing. Terrific. That really helps to just orient people. This is a concept I just ran across last year through our podcast. I wasn't even familiar your parallel to sitcoms totally makes sense. Thank you for that. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Why initially did you um, become interested in Jenna DeLeon's work and how did you begin working in fan fiction? I had been working in sitcoms. And at the time when I was working on the sitcoms, which was a long time ago, there was a quite a quite a bit of age discrimination. And you hit a certain age and you know, you started getting less and less work. And so that's what happened to me. And and so I wanted to move into fiction writing for books and prose and all that. And and I had not a clue how to do that. And when I saw the Kindle Worlds program, I, I had written a, a manuscript for a young adult original idea of my own, but I was still real unfamiliar with, with how to go about uh, transitioning. And so when I saw the Kindle Worlds, I thought, well, that's what I, I, I'm used to doing. And I think I could step into another author's world and learn how to write fiction using other people's worlds and characters. And so I did two Wayward Pines. Wayward Pines was another series in the Kindle Worlds at the time. And I wrote two of those. And then I saw that the Misfortune World came up. I had no clue as to what cozy mysteries were. And I had never heard of Jenna DeLeon, and, uh, but I saw that the first short story put up there uh, did well. And I thought, well, I'll go check, I'll go check it out. And I read Louisiana Longshot and just that's Jenna DeLeon's first book in her Misfortune mm -hmm. series. And it just blew me away. And I thought it was brilliant. I, and I think it's, it's a book that should be studied by anyone creating a series. I just fell in love with it and fell in love with the characters and then just started writing books in, in that world and wrote 11 of them, I believe, before uh, Amazon shut it down. And they just said, we're taking all the books down. But so that's why I, I chose I chose her world. And I was so happy and grateful that she decided to form JNR Fan Fiction uh, Publishing. And I was so happy that she did that so that the books could live on rather than just disappearing as if they'd never existed. So, and there are quite a number of writers who, I think there are about eight or nine of us who who have books out in the misfortune world. And about four, maybe four, who are continuing mostly to, you know, put out new books. Excellent. Thank you. So when you think about fan fiction, we've got a mixture of people who are participating in the call today and listening to the podcast who are writers and those who are readers. So when we think about an author stepping into another author's world and characters, as you say, 
and taking on that writing and continuing the story and developing new storylines, etc. What parameters must you work within in order to be a fan fiction author with uh, that sorry. person? The the parameters probably would be different with say the misfortune world because we we have a contract uh, that followed the uh, Kindle world's contract. And so there are certain parameters that we have um, with that, such as, you know, we, we publish through draft to digital. So that's one thing we, you know, we have to do, which makes sense because uh, with the, you know, it's, it's with her publishing company and that's how she distributes uh, the misfortune world books uh, or how they'll, they're distributed. But with other, a lot of other fan fiction, the parameters are just wide open. If you look at some at places like Wattpad or I guess fanfiction.net, they're just wide open as to what you can do with it. Uh, you know, you can mix and match characters with one another. Uh, but with Misfortune, the parameters, we're not really told we can't do a certain thing. We can't write, you know, different stories. Uh, but it's just what will the fans accept? And those mm. sort of are our, our parameters are what really, you know, what, what really would a, would the misfortune readers accept? And I've been surprised because they, they're pretty accepting of, you know, certain different uh, changes. Like, you know, I had a go, I had two books written with uh, the original character of Marge, who was fortune's cover uh, as living mm -hmm. and sinful Marge back as a ghost, but my own parameters were I would I didn't let any of my characters hear her or or interact with her because, you know, that I thought okay that would kind of break that convention that they don't do that in her series so they're not going to but I still went back and forth POV from Ghost Marge to Fortune who could not really communicate with her, and then I also had a sinful past series where I brought the girls and the girls. The uh, women, the older women back, they're 72 in the, in the book series. I brought them past and kind of created their past you know, using some of the conventions that Jenna DeLeon had set up. They, For example, they had been in Vietnam. So I brought Marge back and it's the three of them as young women before and after they come back from Vietnam. That, that didn't sell as well. Uh, so I wrote three of those and didn't go back to that. And I, then I have the series that just sinful stories that follows the misfortune series and wherever I'm, whatever time I'm writing at the time, I use whatever her last book was for, you know, this is what's been happening so far. And those sell the best. Those, those sell the best that it follows very closely the misfortune world that she's set up, you know, and the relationships and but some of the authors some of the authors will bring in new characters they'll bring in a and I do create new side characters that I fell in love with um but some authors do create the new uh POV character a, a different POV character and they do quite well with those as well and one even took it out uh, to took the world out of sinful uh, into I think Michigan and had uh, a different character that you you never read about in the books, uh, the Sandy Sue character that Fortune was pretending to be. 
So now ah. we have her uh, is Sandy Sue in, in Michigan uh, solving crimes and romance and having a romance. And, and so and that did quite well. So there are, you know, we could certainly step out of those and I could create a different series within that. But I don't own the character, so I, I prefer not to do that. That is one of one of the things, too, is that the characters that we create, the original char- characters that we create, become part of the Misfortune World series. So I can't take a character that I have fallen in love with, and I've fallen in love with a few of them. Uh, I cannot take those out and, and do my own series with them. So mm-hmm. there are some characters that I've that I've thought about, and I thought, no, I I I'm not going to put that in Misfortune because I may want to use that character later. So those very are the, good. Yeah, those are those parameters. Very good, very good. Thank you for sharing that. That gives a lot of good insight into the details of how you're writing. Cheryl, over to you. Okay, thank you. Does. Janet DeLeon have to okay the books, the stories before they're published? No. She haven't... Oh, okay. All yeah, right. okay. no. She and, and as far as I know, she doesn't read them at all. So we, we are quite open to what we can do with it. Yeah. Just a FYI for me, it's my opinion only. I couldn't get into, I tried one book of the other one that went into a different state with with right. the other character. I, I couldn't get into it because I'm in love with the other ones. Right, <laughs> the, yeah. The, right. the, and so, the slapstick so, comedy, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, yeah, so we have to balance that. It's like, okay. Right. What right. are, are readers going to accept and, and what aren't they? You do a great job. Oh, well, thank you so much. In, engaging the people who are passionate about these characters and then bringing in new readers, new fans, just getting so much into a shorter book. That is always impressive to me. I have really been enjoying them. Like I, I shared with you personally during the time going through the past couple of years, right. your books, I've reread and reread and re-listened. Oh, to. That, <laughs> that really touched me. It really did. Oh, good. And I, and I, I bought them for others and shared them oh, with everyone. So you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of yours and grateful that you're here to be able to share this with us. Have you run into any barriers or conflicts? I think you might've mentioned a little bit, but what were they and did you find yourself getting stuck sometimes or were they pretty easy to write? Some of them were very easy to write. My, my last misfortune it took a long time. There were actually two. There were actually two that I wrote that that did take a while. I think I, I had overcomplicated my last one, and then I, I I rewrote it. I had written it during Nano Nano Rimo in November, and and mm. just kind of you know powered through it, and then mm. had to go back, and it's and and that one was tough. It was just I just overcomplicated it. Then another one I wrote. I was just troubled by it. I had some people read it and they said, oh, I I like it. But I was still troubled. And my partner read it. She's a really good reader. And she just came in and said, I don't care about it. In an instant, I knew what it was and I knew how to solve the problem. I needed to make the reader care. And that was the one book that I thought, I'm not going to go for the, 
I like to go for the heart. And, and I mean, I like to have the humor, but I also like to have a, have heart with it. Yes. You know, and really go for that soft moment. And I didn't in that one. And, 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 and I think, yeah, I didn't really make the reader care. And so mm-hmm. I redid it. And that was a lesson to me to just don't, you know, don't rush it and mm-hmm. don't ignore that part. You balance that very well. Yeah, oh, thank you do. You. So there's a book that I would really love to write in Misfortune and it, and it has sort of a magical tone to it. And I'm just struggling with how can I write it so that the reader will accept it because I love the, I love it. And so that's the one that I'll probably, uh, I think I'm going to write next for Misfortune. I'm, I'm writing my mm-hmm. own series as well, but that's going to be my, uh, the one that I'm thinking, well, I hope so. I hope that, I hope the readers accept it. Yeah. It'll be fun, but I hope that, you know, they'll accept it because it's just slightly different. Mm-hmm. The know. only one I didn't like, I haven't liked, and I, and I won't say I don't like it, yeah. but Jenna DeLeon has left us hanging in this last book and I oh. was not a happy camper afterwards. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> now it, it's the very last book that she wrote yes uh-huh yeah and i have i have not read that yet yeah i read the yeah. one I, I led the i read the one right before that which you know yeah. led us into yeah. and so i'm actually reading that right now and yeah i have heard that it's like okay <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And and it's like, I, I yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's just was so different than what she usually uh, does. Okay. And I thought, huh, OK, well, fix it in your next book. Huh. Well, then I, have, well then I have something to look forward to there. The next question is, why do you think it's valuable for those of us who have enjoyed Jenna DeLeon to have fan fiction such as yours? I mean, I know my answer, but why do you think it's so important for the readers? Well, I I think, I think you were talking about it being, them being short. They're, mm-hmm. they're quick reads. And mm-hmm. also there, uh, Jenna DeLeon has created such wonderful characters and and people are so kind of obsessed and so into them <laughs> and they want to keep reading them and so yeah. when she you know the, the her book ends and i always see a spike when she publishes because people mm-hmm. read them you know and they want more yeah. they want more dirty yeah. and idabel yes. and and fortune of course and so yeah i think it, it provides people you know if they if they accept there's still there's still a small just a small percentage of her readers who will read our books, but mm-hmm. for those who do and accept it, uh, I think it's important to just give them something you know while they're waiting. I was hooked right from the beginning with your books because I wanted more and I knew I wanted something more lighthearted. Years ago, I was into different genres. Now I enjoy this. So when I found your, and I do think a part of it is, I don't think some readers even know about it, even though you started this in 2014. I only recently found them. So maybe a lot of people don't know. So hopefully this is going to help you as well for us to let more people know well, that, that you're out there. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, that, that, would, that would be yeah. great. 
I know when I go onto the instigator page and sometimes people will bring it up. How dare they, you know, some, some are saying, you know, why are they writing? And and then people have to say, no, they're allowed to write these. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They wouldn't be there if you weren't allowed to. Right. So, right. Exactly. Kathy. Uh, that that's just fabulous because people have to understand that this is done with the author's blessing there's no way that somebody can be writing fan fiction without the and publishing without the approval of the author. They'd have a lawsuit on their hands right. without the approval of the original author. Yeah, you, you have to have approval. You have to have an agreement of some sort and work within those parameters, whatever they are with the particular original author. So, Sherry, what advice would you give to aspiring writers who want to work in the area of fan fiction they're interested in it they think this sounds appealing uh, they might be experienced writers but they're they're looking at the area of fan fiction what would you say to them um, where would they start should they look at the area etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah if people are really interested in in writing fan, fan fiction I mean I think it's great it's a great learning experience and it's fun. I mean, whatever type of writing you do leads to more writing. I don't know how one would go about, truthfully, how one would go about approaching their favorite author. I mean, one could do that. Uh, there's all, There are also the fan fiction sites and I really don't know how they operate, but it, I guess it's Wattpad and fanfiction.net. I noticed on fanfiction.net, there's some Miss Marple on there movie you know tv series movie franchises and books that people can go and they can go scroll through some of the the series that are up there and see what they want to join in and write i know that that there are very successful authors who are you know writing their own original series today where some of those series came from those types of fan fiction sites shades of gray was one of them uh, there was a very popular young adult series that you know, came from fan fiction where I guess authors put their work up there and then decided to change them into more original works. And I think that's a great way to do that. I guess even with books in the public domain, you can, you know, really research the legality of that, but you can go and and write books within those types of worlds that are in the public domain. But again, you know, do your own legal research on that. It's been wonderful for me to really learn how to write different types of stories, a ghost story, a story set in the 60s, and then just following Jenna's, you know, characters as she's writing them. So I think it's just a great way to get your feet wet and write, or even if, yes, if you've been writing for a long time, even to do some of these stories, it's always interesting to step into another writer's world and do that great suggestions uh, those are very good sites to recommend to our audience thank you for mentioning those what are you working on currently what are some of your original series also sherry well i started writing um a ghost story i love ghost stories i just i really do love love all things ghosts and um, so I'm writing a ghost. It's the series I'm writing is Ghosts and Gumshoe. And so I have a short story and it's features two 
senior women, they're frenemies, uh, you know, kind of enemies, kind of at odds with one another constantly. And they die at the same time. And now they're kind of stuck. They find themselves stuck together in the afterlife. And uh, <laughs> and and they were both reading their favorite author's work. And they had not finished the latest book. And so they could not go into the light. Neither one of them. They're very competitive. competitive and they had different guesses as who'd done it. And they don't know who did it. So neither one of them want to step into that light. And they have to find out. And what they find out is it was a cliffhanger. And now they're mad. They're going to go haunt their favorite author who then, <laughs> there she dies. She is prison. And now they have to find a medium to help them solve the crime. And uh, they do find a reluctant medium. She is actually related to one of the women. And now they're trying to solve the, the mystery of who, who killed their favorite author. And so, <laughs> and so I fell in love with these two women. And so when I came to write a, a short story for Book Funnel, and that's where you can put your freebies up there mm -hmm. to, to gather newsletter subscribers, I took them, I made them alive, and now they live, uh, one is a librarian, the other, one is the library patron from hell who comes in and <laughs> just gives her, you know, oh, she can't stand her. So I have that short story, and there's a murder in that, and then they solve it together because they are the best sleuths of their book club. And I fell in love with them so much that I thought I need to do a separate series of them alive. Mm -hmm. And they live together in a 55 plus community with, you know, all the different clubs and everything. And, and so I'm actually going to start that as well. So I'm writing Ghost and Gumshoe and I will be doing stories within the Bev and Queenie mysteries as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that'll fly, but I'm having fun mm -hmm. with it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Christmas uh, most shocking will uh, I think I'm releasing that over the weekend. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, to go out in, in my newsletter next week. Um, so yeah, so I have that one that had been in an anthology, but then we are now able to publish our own short stories within that. So that's what I'll be doing. Great. They sound wonderful. Well, Cheryl, do we want to go to question and answer? Yes, that'd be great. Okay, first up, we oh, have no, Fran. No, no. Hi, Sherry. Um, I have a question about the Misfortune books. How do we know which ones you're writing and which ones Jenna's writing? Oh, uh, because the ones I'm having uh, that I'm writing, uh, my name is on it. Janet DeLeon is not on the cover. Her so her, her her name is not on the book. I mean, we all have to identify on the book that it's a a, a misfortune world, and you can kind of you can tell because it's published by J and R fan fiction, and we have our little stamp of approval down there on the uh, on the cover. Thank you. Next up, we have is Lisa, followed by Maria. Hi. Hello. Um. Thank you so much for this interview. Great information and your creativity. Um, I'm really glad that your misfortune adventures in writing has turned into a fortunate experience for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I've, um, I've learned a lot about fan fiction from writing works wonders. So I'm new to this genre. Now, I understand you need author's approval. As far as intellectual property, do the original authors of a book receive any residuals from fan fiction authors in general? If the, uh, now, I don't know about anything on Wattpad or fanfiction.net or any of those, but as, as far as the misfortune world, yes, 
we we do split the royalties with Jana because of course we're using her world and and you know writing on her coattails basically um in selling them and so yes yeah, she uh we do split them with her i don't know uh, what other authors do or any uh we followed the miss uh, the uh, kindle worlds contract pretty closely and that's the way it was with that as well thank you maria you may unmute hello 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 um uh, thank you for for such an interesting interview i'm also fan fiction author oh um, wonderful i i am writing in um, special fan fiction site uh, i am write about harry potter series Ah, and yes. I one question to have and the comment. First of all, the comment. Some beginner authors maybe think that fan fiction is a very easy to write. You should think you should change everything. You should even change a character's character's mind, character's strong and weak things. But it's very difficult to write fan fiction because if you, uh, for example, create an original character in the Harry Potter universe, for example, you, you may think any details you want, you think any part of his character you want. You make everything you want with this character. But if you, for example, write about uh, Joan Rowling's character, uh, for example, you can't do, for example, Severus Snape, uh, which is kind and which is <laughs> uh, loves to teach, which is loved to children in Hogwarts. It it will be not Severus. It will be not him. For example, you should look uh, into the books and reread the part of the text with, uh, with this character. What uh, he can do in this or that situation, for, exa for example. And this is a comment. And mm -hmm. about the question, how can we promote um, our work in the fanfiction genre? to interest people who are not familiar with the universe? Right, that's a good question. And I promote uh, my uh, misfortune fan fiction in my newsletter that I put out, um, and as well as my original fiction. So that's what I do. And so I don't know if you if you have a blog, you could do that. You could write a fan fiction blog and promote it through that that might be one way and, or start a newsletter if you have a website then that might be another way okay thank you back to you cheryl and kathy carol mackie's not here today we don't ask the authors this because most of the time we know carol's going to ask it what is your process? Do you write on a regular basis every day? What is your process for writing? How do you do it? Well, I do try to write every day. I, uh, if I don't write every day, then I get lost and I have mm. to then go back into my work and reread up to a certain point. 
And so I find that even just going in, even if even if I go in and just read some of what I've done, mm -hmm. then that really, really helps. Uh, sometimes, yeah, just re even reading, just reading the beginning of it, because I really, I really like the beginning of the one I'm writing now. So I like to just go back and, and reread the beginning and just know why I'm writing it, why, why I'm, you know, I was in love with writing this idea and just go to those spots if I feel detached from it. But, but yes, I usually try to touch base every day with it. On the weekends, on Sunday morning, I sprint with uh, some cozy mystery author friends. We got together and formed a little group on Facebook during one of the NaNoWriMo's, uh, Rimo months, the November, you know, mm -hmm. write, a, write a novel. Mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. And so that's the 1667 Club, which is that number of words that you need to do every day to hit 50,000. But we, we sprint together. And sometimes if I feel I need that uh, push to to write, like yesterday morning, I called a sprint, like an emergency sprint. It's, it's just a sprint. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. we got together on Zoom and just did the 25 minutes writing and five minute chatting and, and did that for two hours. So I do try to touch base with it. And and now I'm in Preptober, which is the October prep month for uh, Nano. And so I'm working on also plotting for uh, future books. Do you use an outline to structure your books when you're writing them? Or do you just let them, um, you know, have I, the idea and then go? Yeah, I what I do is I usually have the idea and I I do a rough. I just do uh, a lot of different signposts along the way. So I'll say mm -hmm. introduce the murder at this point and mm -hmm. and then this suspect and then this suspect. And I, then I usually write the first chapter just to get into the voice of the characters and and the voice of the, what I'm writing and then kind of complete the outline. Sometimes I'll get stuck in that dreaded middle and then I have to go from the end. I always know the end. Um, and I then do a reverse outline. And so what has to happen before this happens? And then what has to happen before that has to happen. And so I just keep going back until I match or I meet where I where I got stuck. Mm -hmm. So I find yeah. reverse outlining really, really helps. I really like that description. Um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a dynamic outlining process where you're doing that rough outline and then you're using it as a guide and right. a help rather than as something that's strictly dictating to you what you have to do in different areas you're letting the outline be a support to you that that's fantastic i love that thank you sherry you're welcome you know you're talking Kathy, about mm -hmm. october is your prep month um that's an important part of our writing as well a lot of people think if they're not putting words on the page they're not writing Right. You know, um, but preparation is so much of what we do. Where do your ideas come from? Wh what are you doing during your prep time? Um, what do you find to be inspiring? I like to I like to walk. And also I have read this one passage in a book uh, one time, and I think it was called Novel Shortcuts. And it is if you're getting stuck with 
coming up with ideas, think about what it is I'm not thinking about. And just do a list and sometimes it'll be odd things that you but it it's it's those odd things that often just spark a word you know it could be a word that just sparks oh this might be fun so that so i love that concept of what am i not thinking of and that's oftentimes where i'll find my ideas for what i eventually do and we did get a raised hand hi thank you so much for coming and joining us today really appreciate that thank Um, you I am a picture book writer and a uh, children's author, but I am going to try NaNoWriMo my, for my first middle grade novel this year. I'm super excited. Oh, great. And yeah, I've done, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. I've kind of written the synopsis, so it kind of gives me that skeleton of where to go. And then I'm doing a little bit of character development with everybody. And um, what I really want to do is bounce back between humor and heart. And I think humor is my weak spot. And I'm just wondering, do you, you know, like, what, what tips do you recommend to, to help with that humor element? Uh, The only tip I would have is, well, don't force it. Yes, right. (laughs) Yeah, you want that humor to come out of uh, the characters. And I would just go to whatever books you find that you say, boy, I'd like to, you know, I love that humor and just read Mm -hmm. and see why it appeals to you. What, you know, why that humor appeals to you and like set up and, and and did it come from the characters and, 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 and just really get a notion of, is that something that, you know, that you feel that you can foster in, in, in your writing in your, whatever it is you're writing now. But that would be my, my suggestion is just really read a lot of the type of humor that you love, you know, that, that really says something to you and how you can adapt that to your own writing. Thank you. Sherry, what would you like your readers to know? What is it that you would like your readers to know uh, about you and about what you're presenting to them? Oh, boy, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I would have no idea how to even even answer that. Yeah. That, you're passionate about what you're writing, well, I, right? I am. I am I'm going to really help passionate. you out. I'm going to help yeah, you out. Really help me out. I'm passionate <laughs> about what I, what I write and those characters, you uh, yeah. love those characters. Well, I do. I do love my characters. I I love. I mean, I I, I love writing humor and and going for that heart. And and I hope that whatever I write touches you and just gives you a laugh for the day or brings a tear because that can be good too. And I can see why you're writing for the Jana DeLeon series because those <laughs> are hallmarks. <laughs> Yeah, Those are absolute yeah. hallmarks of, oh, of her yeah. work, and, and I can see them heart. in yours. Yeah, yes. she yeah. has the mm-hmm. humor, and she has the heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I read you, and I just feel, you can feel the passion you have that, you know, these characters, because you bring them to life. You wouldn't be able to be one of Jana DeLeon's top fan fiction writers if you didn't have that love and passion. I feel you enhance this because you give us something to read, like you said, in between. And 
Um, Thank you. And I'll tell you, I have my, I think I, I forget which one I told you about. I had my head buried in the pillow because my husband was sleeping and I was laughing so hard out loud. Oh, so, thank you. you that, I, it, it was so <laughs> you, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. To, to what was the one, that. the one with the casket I just read? I think it was one of your first ones there that about Gertie having a, uh, a, a, a funeral For while a she's alive. Right, yeah, right. Every birthday she does a funeral because why wait? Yeah. Right, right, right. Why, why wait until <laughs> yeah. you're dead? Yeah, so you have things. the, you know, Fortune getting really emotional about this and not wanting, you know, because just the thought of losing right. them. But then the, 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 the antics are just, they're, oh, God, I love them. And I oh, just love you. your creativity. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. That that really it, it makes my day to hear that. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> are your books only on Amazon? Are they are your print? Do they come in? Print? Uh, the, the misfortune books are wide, meaning, yeah, they with draft to digital, it goes to Amazon, it goes to Apple, oh, it goes to all good. the different uh, uh, places and and mm -hmm. the library, Wonderful. but no print books as of yet. I have your books in Kindle and then I read it on my iPhone or my iPad and voiceover does a great job of reading your books. And well, so, that's, um, that's yeah. good. Mm -hmm. That Thank you. Yeah. 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 I, good for you to know. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't, you, know, you had mentioned, you had mentioned the iPhone and a, a certain voice and I don't, I'm Android. Yeah. I don't use iPhone. So mm -hmm. I thought, mm -hmm. wow, I'd like to hear that. I'll have to go to a friend. Yeah. And say, Can I hear what that sounds well, like? I'll have to record it and send it a little blip of it. And and you can try different voices on Android. I'm sure there's people here that have different voices that they right. like. So would you tell everyone your email address and how they can get in touch with you? And would you spell your name again, please? Too? Yes, it's uh, my name is Sherry, S-H-A-R-I after Sherry Lewis and Hearn, H-E-A-R-N. And my website is sherryhearn.com. So that's www.sherryhearn.com. And there's a little button there to contact me. That's what I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, and I have too. a newsletter and I should send it out more regularly than I do, but I will be sending one out next week. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I think it's great. Thank you, Sherry. Well, thank I, we you. appreciate you being here. I hope that you feel relaxed and welcome and, and, and yes. know how much we appreciate your writing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Kathy, do you have a prompt? Use the following three words in 50 to 75 words. Ghost. Horse. And curtain. Ah, okay. Ghost, horse, and curtain. All right. That sounds like fun for me. Thank you, everybody, for being here with us today. And Sherry, thank you so, so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for being with us today. And a big thank you to Sherry Hearn and all of our participants for an exciting episode. Coming up next time we're together, October 20th, is Open Mic. Don't miss it. Be sure to join us for Open Mic and let us know that you want to be in the lineup. November 3rd, we have another special guest. Our guest will be Tracy Peterson. We're very much looking forward to that as well. Be sure to visit writingworkswonders.com for these show notes, previous episodes, and plenty of resources. 
Above all else, we want you to be encouraged and inspired and enjoy the wonders of writing. We look forward to being with you next time. response Marlene satisfying read Tercet by Marlene Massart coffee or tea and fine mystery what a wonderful combination nurse your strong brew as you ferret out clues to appease your machinations. Settle at last with your book to repast while you ponder the story's fascination. Take a warm sip while paging your trip through wonder and imagination. Elbow to bend Till satisfying end, feed to anticipation. Another cup will do for book number two to increase your satisfaction. Take warm, refreshing sips. Toast with your drink to your lips and begin the pagination. Whether mystery or thrower, definitely a chiller, there's no other substitution. The end. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.